0: The views expressed in this podcast are solely those of the speaker. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is
1: not a substitute for professional medical advice from your own physician. Thanks for joining us today on a new NAS podcast series, The Commute Chronicles. In this series, we'll be discussing the nuances of practicing interventional spine. The topics are designed to be casual discussions about differences in practice. I'm your host, Renee Rosati, an interventional spine fellow at Emory in Atlanta. And today's guest is Dr. Brad Goodman, an interventional spine physiatrist at Ortho Alabama Spine and Sports. He has been fellowship director of the Ortho Alabama Interventional Spine Fellowship since 1997. Dr. Goodman, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, um, what you like to do professionally as well as um, when you're not at work?
0: Renee, uh, thank you for having me on. Um, uh, so yes, I'm an interventional physiatrist. Uh, musculoskeletal and interventional medicine is something that I'm very excited about, both in the spine and in the appendicular system as well. Um when I'm not, when I'm not working, uh, I enjoy, uh, playing sports and, uh, hanging out with, uh, my fiance and my family. And, uh, sometimes I also do a little pottery. Uh, so, uh, that's wow, do you, do you throw it on myself. the wheel
1: or do yes, you do? Yes. Okay.
0: Yeah. I, I throw it on the wheel.
1: That's yeah. a, That's an exotic hobby. That's so neat.
0: Right. Well, thank you and for sharing I guess that. I like I guess I like to use my hands. I I think that's one of the things that attracts me to interventional physiatry is, is, is the procedural aspect, uh, of using, of, of actually performing a procedure. So, um,
1: can you tell us a little bit about your, your practice, how it's set up? You had mentioned earlier when we were talking that you see quite a few patients per day for procedures.
0: So, um, We have grown considerably over the last 25 years. Uh, When I started, we were uh, three orthopedic surgeons and myself. Uh, We're now 10 orthopedic surgeons, uh, a rheumatologist. I have a partner, Dr. Malampati, who's also an interventional physiatrist. We have four fellows. Um, And really, we do the gamut of physical medicine and rehabilitation. We we run two rehab units in the city, so we still do inpatient rehab. We do lots of EMG and nerve conduction studies. Uh, and uh, we have our own imaging, MRI, CT, X-ray. Uh, and we, we go to many surgery centers throughout, throughout the city and really provide the gamut of physical medicine and rehabilitation services. From a physical medicine standpoint, um, we do a lot of imaging in terms of MRI and clinical evaluation to try to uh, get a handle on, on what uh, is the underlying source of a patient's pain. And, and then frequently, not always, but frequently, frequently we design procedures to either uh, alleviate uh, their pain or try to better define it and understand it.
1: Yeah, because that's half the battle, right? Is defining their pain. Seems like more patients yeah. want to know why they hurt rather than like a solution some of the time.
0: Well, absolutely. And if you can define, if you can define it, you can treat it better too. So that that is half the battle is is really the, the game plan will fall out once you know what's going on. And and so that that is a big aspect of the fellowship really is 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 how do you figure it out?
1: And some really neat things I came across on Dr. Goodman's Facebook page, which this is back from 2018, but he had some great one-liners. He says, uh, motion is lotion. Exercise is crucial for a healthy spine and body. And um, you also said something that said, no one dies from back pain. People die from lack of exercise. And you know, I thought those were all great kind of one-liners that a lot of us out there practicing can relate to.
0: Uh, I'll give you another one. I'll give you another one. Um, they all, after they get a procedure that they, they always ask me, so, so what are my restrictions? You know, what are my restrictions? What can't I do? And I always tell them no shopping for six weeks. You can cook, you can clean, you can do yard work. I just don't want you shopping. Okay. So I, I, I really try to, I really try to sort of change the paradigm, which is, cause obviously I'm kidding um, to say, to say there's, there's really nothing you can't do. So I, I have very little, if any, restrictions um, when I do procedures. Okay. I want, the, whole purpose, the whole purpose of the procedure is so they can be active. So, and it's nice because in the last 25 years, we have switched from trying to figure out what their pain score is to what their functional ability is you know, are they able to walk more? Are they able to golf? What, what functional activities are they able to do pre and post your intervention?
1: Mm. Yeah. I think that's a unique mindset of a physiatrist since we look at like a person's overall function. And I think your practice is unique in that you do interventional procedures, but still do a lot of classic inpatient physical medicine work as well. Yes. Um, one interesting thing I wanted to talk with you about is specifically the management of a patient's pain with pills or medicine, you know, for the patient who comes in that says maybe they don't want a procedure, how does your practice manage, um, giving out medicine?
0: So my personal practice is I don't do any medicine management. Um, so if a patient comes to see me and they, they, don't want surgery and they don't want therapy and they don't want uh, an intervention, an injection or some other procedure and they want medicine management. I refer that out, Um, but I don't do any medicine management. In fact, really when it comes right down to it, Renee, I don't do any surgery either. I, I refer out people that need surgery to surgeons um, and I don't do any physical therapy either. I refer that out to physical therapists um, and I don't do any medicine management. And so my patients uh, know on the front end that 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 is not a modality that 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 I will be working with them on.
1: So at and, what point do you tell the patient that? Do you your receptionist kind of tell them that? Is it on your website? How do you warn it's, your patients?
0: Well, that's a good question. Um, for, for forever, I didn't really quote warn my patients um, because it is just known in the community that I don't do medicine management because I've been doing it 25 years. But, but now just so there's no misunderstanding I, I put that on the front end. So when they fill out their intake paperwork, uh, I put that in bold letters on the front that, that, that we don't, that I don't do medicine management.
1: When you say medicine management, that can mean a lot of different things. Does that mean opioid prescriptions or does that mean Meloxicam and Celebrex and Gabapentin?
0: It, it means all of that. Okay. It means all of that. Um, so, so, those medicines, uh, the non-steroidals, for instance, uh, I am not going to be monitoring my patient's kidney functions. Um, so I, I feel like that would be better off handled uh, with their primary care doctor. Um, I don't restrict them from over-the-counter medicines, uh, but really any prescription medicine, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't work with them on.
1: So most patients, when they come to you, they know they want an injection.
0: Um, it varies. Many know they want an injection because I've been doing it for so long, and and then many need many want to define their problem better and see what their options are from an injection standpoint. Uh, but yes, I would say that that fortunately. Uh, the people that are seeing me are generally aware that they're looking at some sort of injection by now.
1: Right. And it sounds great that you've established your reputation as this so long. Um, and that might be difficult for someone maybe my age coming out of fellowship and having to establish this as a reputation. Um, so how how did you end up practicing this way? What has your evolution been?
0: Well, so that's a good question, Renee. So so, so we have to, in a way, you and I have to debate the pros and cons of of using medicines to manage patients' pain. And naturally, when I started, uh, I I came out. I came from Emory in nineteen ninety four. I did I did use some opiates and and various other medicines like Ellavil and SSRIs. Uh, Neurontin and Lyrica did come out in the 90s, but, but by, and large, by and large, I found that, um, that patients were not getting any better, uh, and they would end up with two problems. They would end up with their original problem plus now a dependency on whatever medication uh, that I put them on, and I wasn't seeing the functional benefits at all. Uh, so my experience was extremely poor in terms of medicine management and then uh, you know I lived through the OxyContin thing you know I started before OxyContin existed and 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 there's a great thing on Hulu Uh, do you do you know what I'm talking about there's a a show on Hulu that really goes through the ox it's called Dope Sick Mm. and and Dope Sick is phenomenal and Dope Sick I will tell you mirrored my experience with, with that whole, that whole thing with OxyContin. It, it, it was, it was marketed as a safe, uh, way of managing pain. And it turned out it was not. And, and then there's no procedure Renee that I do that, that warrants, uh, prescription medication post-procedure. So I do kyphoplasty. I did a Minuteman today, a two level Minuteman, which is, a uh, Basically, a, a posterior interspinous process fusion. I do lots of Superion. I you know probably do more Superion than most people in the country. I do um, uh, relevant. So these are very high-level procedures. My patients do not take any uh, medicine post-procedure, nor need it, nor need it. So I guess my point to you, Renee, as somebody who's starting out, is you really have to determine, hmm, Am I really making a difference, uh, by, uh, putting these people on medications? Are there ways of managing their pain post procedurally without medications? And yes, there are one is, is to do a very good job with the procedure where, where, you know, your, your technique is, is perfection. And then, and then also is, 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 is basically using ice if you need to, being available the next day if they're, if they're really sore in their back. So you can give them a trigger point injection or even a Toradol shot. I use a lot of Toradol in the office and I have patients come in and they're in severe pain. I will get them in for a block within 24 hours. I mean, if, if they're that, if they're in that much pain and Feeling like they need to be admitted to the hospital, I am going to work them in immediately. So I am very aggressive at treating their pain to avoid them being going days and days and weeks on end without anything.
1: Mm-hmm. Sounds like your practice is set up to be pretty flexible to squeeze people in, and you know, it not, is. not all practices it is. have that kind of flexibility. So that's another unique thing about your practice
0: when 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 uh when patients get started on opioids um you know if they take it for a week the risk of addiction is let's say 6% if they take it for 2 weeks it goes up to like 15% like the longer somebody's on a prescription opioid the 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 risk of of addiction just dramatically goes up so you know just avoiding avoiding medications that can get their hooks in patients. You've got to be, if you're, if you're not going to manage the medicine, you've got to be available to them so that, so that you can help them in a crisis situation. Mm-hmm. Listen, I've had surgery on my arm. I had eight pins put in. Uh, I had surgery on my ankle. I didn't need prescription medicines. All I needed was anti-inflammatories, ice, Toradol. Now, fortunately, I can give myself a Toradol shot. You know, patients can't do that, uh, but there really are ways of of managing pain without opioids or other prescriptions. Really, that doesn't mean they're not appropriate. But I'm just, I'm just, my my expertise is really in the intervention.
1: Well, that's that's wonderful. It's been great to get your perspective, and um, I really enjoyed speaking with you about this today,
0: Renee. Anytime.
1: Thanks everyone for joining us on our episode today about pain medication management in patients who need interventional spine procedures. This was Brad Goodman as our guest today, who practices at Alabama Ortho Alabama, and um, he's also the fellowship director of their PM&R Spine Fellowship. Um, thanks again for joining us on the Commute Chronicles. We hope to have you guys all tune in again. Have a great day.